Hello, friends, and welcome to the Koozie George podcast. We're just about to jump into a new adventure. Come on. Today, we're getting a little bit sneaky in a story called Koozie George is a Sneaky Little Guy, written by me, Darren Galindo. But before we get into the story, we want to remind you to write us a review. Podcast reviews go a long way in helping the Koozie George podcast get into the ears of new listeners. It's a big way to support the podcast. Another way you can support the podcast is simply by telling your friends about us. Thanks. And now... You better get comfy cozy, because Koozie is trying to fall asleep. Or at least I think he is. Maybe he's trying to stay up late? I don't know. We'll just have to figure it out, I guess. Koozie George is a sneaky little guy. Once upon a time, Koozie George was laying down in his bed. He was closing his eyes really, really tight and turning from his left side to his right side trying to sleep. He tapped on his chest, he hummed himself a little tune, and he even wiggled and jiggled and danced in his bed. But it was no use. He just couldn't fall asleep. What do you do when you can't fall asleep? Well, I think the reason why Koozie George couldn't sleep this time was because he and his friends were going camping tomorrow. Breaker Dan wanted to leave really early in the morning to beat the traffic. Rabbit Sebastian was going to bring breakfast burritos for everyone. Hula Cats, Chip the Bear, Sally Bright, Cracker Jack, and Hazel Breeze were all going as well. It was going to be such a fun time. Have you ever been camping before? It's so much fun. Driving in your car super early before the sun wakes up? Being out in nature? Beautiful sights and smells, exciting hikes and adventures, sleeping in a tent, climbing trees, throwing rocks in the stream. Oh man, camping is going to be so much fun, thought Koozie to himself. Hey, that's why I can't sleep. I keep on thinking about all the cool stuff we're going to do. Koozie realized his eyes were wide open, so he shut them really tight again. Sleepy, 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 he muttered to himself. Koozie, you go to sleep right now. Well, what if I don't want to sleep? What do you mean you don't want to sleep? You have to. No, I don't. I don't want to sleep. Come on, just go to sleep. No way. You can't make me. Hey, be quiet. I'm trying to sleep. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Koozie. No, you're not. I'm talking to Koozie. Will everybody just be quiet? Koozie realized that trying to talk to himself was not helping him sleep at all. In fact, I think it was making Koozie even more awake. You see, earlier that evening, Koozie called his best friend, Rabbit Sebastian, so they could talk on the phone until Koozie fell asleep. I mean, it worked in the past, so Koozie thought it was a good idea. But Rabbit, however, did not think it was a good idea. Koozie, you woke me up! I was already sleeping, said Rabbit when Koozie called him earlier. But I can't sleep. Come on, help a buddy out, cried Koozie over the phone. Koozie, 
We're both waking up super early tomorrow, and we're going to need all the rest we can get. I'm too tired to try and talk right now. I'm sure you'll fall asleep just fine by yourself. Koozie couldn't be mad at his friend. He knew Rabbit was right. And besides, if Koozie couldn't fall asleep, why should Rabbit not be able to sleep? Koozie sat up in his bed. Okay, I tried humming myself to sleep, but that didn't work. I tried tapping myself to sleep, and that didn't work either. I even tried dancing in my bed. That was actually kind of fun, but it didn't make me fall asleep. Koozie touched his pointer finger to his chin. What else could I do to make me fall asleep? Have you ever been stuck in your bed and you can't fall asleep? Isn't that the worst? I know, I hate it. I know exactly what you mean. Hey, wait, you can talk to me until I fall asleep. What, you mean me? Yeah, you. Oh no, I can't do that, not right now. Why not? What are you even doing here? I'm narrating the story. What do you think I'm doing here? I don't know, man. Sounds like you don't actually do anything around here. Listen here, Koozie. I do plenty around here. Yeah, right. I'm the one doing all the stuff. You're just the guy who talks about everything. Well, somebody has to talk about it. How else is everybody going to listen to the stories? Here we go again with the stories. You don't tell stories. You just do a lot of talking. You want a story, Koozie? I'll tell you a story. You wouldn't even know where to begin. Once upon a time. Oh, nice. How original. Once upon a time, there was a mountain named Taco. He wasn't a very big mountain or a very small mountain. He didn't say very much either. He just kind of sat there like you'd expect from any sort of mountain. Taco Mountain was one of those mountains that had a bunch of trees on the top of it. It was like Taco Mountain had hair on the top of his head. But you would never ask Taco Mountain to get a haircut. That would mean all of those beautiful trees on the top of his head would get cut down. And don't you just love trees? They're all so tall and so majestic. In fact, the trees on top of Taco Mountain were some of the tallest trees in the whole wide world. But there was something different about the trees on the top of Taco Mountain. These trees grew white leaves that were round. It made Taco Mountain look like a really old man. An old, happy man. Not an old, grumpy dude yelling, Get off my lawn! Sometimes when the sun was setting over the vast mountain lands, the bright orange colors would dance across the sky and catch on the white leaves on top of Taco Mountain and sparkle like a thousand diamonds. It was really quite an amazing sight to see, but there were so very few people who ever saw the sparkling tops of Taco Mountain. Only the wind would enjoy the white leaves so much. It would swoosh and sway through the branches and make the white leaves dance and twirl. Now, there are two very special things about the white leaves on top of Taco Mountain. When autumn came, the leaves would not change color. In other parts of the world, you would call trees whose leaves don't change color an evergreen, because the leaves stay green throughout the year. But you would never call the trees on top of Taco Mountain evergreen, because they aren't even green. 
Do you know what you would call the white leaf trees on top of Taco Mountain? That's right! Ever white trees! Because the white leaves stay white all year round! That is, until they grow big enough to fall from their branches and grace the ground below with white. In fact, if the sunset colors dancing off the white leaves was the most beautiful thing about the top of Taco Mountain, the clean white floor was the second most beautiful thing. But there was one more special thing about these fancy white trees on top of Taco Mountain. Nobody knew the magic that they held for many, many years. Until one day, a little girl decided to climb to the very top of Taco Mountain. When she came to the very peak and saw all the tall, beautiful trees all around, white leaves scattered on the floor, she was struck with such beauty. It was like a winter wonderland in the heat of the summer. The little girl ran through the leaves and twirled around, dancing and dancing until suddenly she heard a noise coming from one of the trees. It was the sound of a low growl, the kind of growl that only big cats make when they find their prey. The little girl forgot all about dancing. She ran to the nearest tree and hid behind it. Her eyes darted in different directions as her heart pounded and her mind raced. What was that noise? Where was it coming from? And what was she going to do? The growling sound became louder and louder. The little girl peeked from around the tree, but she didn't see anything. Suddenly, she heard a twig snap right above her head. She tilted her head up to see what it was and found herself staring straight at two large, bright, green eyes. The little girl shouted and scrambled away as fast as she could. She knew those eyes. She had heard the legends of Ono, the great tiger that lived near the mountains. Ono was very large, almost the size of a horse. His fur was white with very thin green stripes, and his eyes burned like a green fire. The little girl ran for her life. Ono the tiger jumped down and galloped after her. The little girl knew that she could never outrun Ono the tiger, and she knew that climbing the trees wouldn't save her either. What could she possibly do to protect herself from this mighty beast? The two figures sprinted through the white trees on top of Taco Mountain. Ono's giant paws thundered on the ground like muted hooves. The little girl turned wildly as she ran, hoping to lose the tiger in her aimless escape. The white leaves of the trees scattered in their wake like a snow globe that had been shaken violently. And then, suddenly, there was a sound that you may not have expected to hear at that very moment. Even the little girl was shocked by it. It stopped Ono in his tracks and everything on top of Taco Mountain stood still as the leaves slowly settled to the ground around the two figures. What was the sound? It was the little girl. In a hopeless effort, she had turned around suddenly and delivered the most shocking, high-pitched scream you ever did hear. Her face turned red with intensity. 
Her eyes blazed like a forest fire. Her fists were clenched like wrecking balls waiting to be summoned. Ono stared at the little girl with a look of wonder. As he looked down at her, he tilted his head to one side. As the silence broke out over the top of Taco Mountain, the little girl found herself looking up into the green eyes of the giant tiger. The two just looked at each other for a long time. The wind swirled the leaves at their feet, but the two remained still. Finally, Ono leaned forward and sniffed the little girl's head. <laughs> he wasn't growling. In fact, he didn't look dangerous anymore. When the little girl thought about it, she hadn't heard the tiger growl or roar during the entire chase. The little girl pushed her eyes together as she wondered about it. And to her amazement, Ono pushed his eyes together too. The little girl chuckled and put her hand over her mouth. Ono lifted one paw and brought it up to his own mouth. The little girl realized that Ono was copying her. Every little move she made, the great tiger would mimic it as best as he could. The little girl raised her hands, turned around, jumped and danced, and the tiger would do exactly as she did. Finally, the little girl laid on the ground and rolled through the leaves, laughing and giggling. Ono crouched on the ground and did the same. When the little girl looked up at the tiger, to her surprise, he was eating the leaves on the ground. What kind of a tiger was this? She wondered to herself. A tiger that eats leaves? But then the little girl realized that these leaves were not like any that she had ever seen before in her life. They were white, of course, but they weren't smooth like most green leaves she knew. She picked one up. The round white leaf flopped in her hand. She looked up at Ono. Ono picked up his own leaf and looked at her. Then he put it in his mouth as if to show her how to do it. The little girl placed the round white leaf in her mouth and took a bite. It was... good. She liked it. The little girl ate her first leaf and was already grabbing a second one before she finished chewing. This really seemed to make Ono the tiger very happy. The two of them just sat there on the top of Taco Mountain, eating the white leaves from the tall trees the rest of that afternoon. After a very long time, the little girl knew it was time to head home. She didn't want her parents to worry about her. But before she left, she wanted to touch Ono's fur. So she stood up and walked over to him as he lay down on the scattered white leaves. Even as he lay there, his head was taller than she was. Slowly, she lifted her hand to his head and smiled. Ono had never been touched before. Everyone else around him had always thought that he was too scary to be friendly. He pulled his head away a bit, but the little girl gently stepped forward and continued stretching out her hand. Ono knew he liked this little girl, but he wasn't familiar with what she was trying to do. He tilted his head and almost pulled away again, but the little girl's hand made contact before he could do it. It was the most wonderful thing he had ever felt in his life. Just a few minutes ago, he was trying to scare her away so he could keep the entire top of the mountain to himself. But then, she played with him. She screamed at him. 
She rolled around in the leaves with him, and she even trusted him enough to eat some of the leaves together. He never knew that a small hand like this, touching his head, would feel so good. He liked it very much. The little girl liked it too. When her hand finally touched the white and green fur of the tiger, it was like the softest thing she had ever touched before. Her hand moved back and forth between Ono's ears. She started scratching him behind his ears, like she had done with other animals back at home. Yup, Ono liked that scratching too. He liked it so much he started laying on the floor and tilting his head back as if to say, More! Give me more! The little girl laughed and started using both her hands to scratch Ono's cheeks and neck. This had been a very unexpected experience for the two of them. Later that day, when the little girl was making her way back home, she brought two very special things with her. A giant tiger with bright green eyes named Ono, and as many of the white leaves they could carry back to her village. The village people were very surprised to see the giant white and green tiger, but soon they learned to love him, almost as much as the little girl did. But one thing they may have loved even more than the tiger were the white, round leaves from the top of Taco Mountain. The village people would place the leaves over a fire and put other food items like beans, meat, and rice inside. It was a delicious new meal for them, all thanks to the brave little girl who brought a tiger back to their village. The end. You see, Koozie? I told you I could tell you a good story. Koozie? Huh? What? Koozie? You're sleeping? What a sneaky little guy. He got me to tell him a story so he could fall asleep. Oh well, I guess he does need a rest for the camping trip tomorrow. Have you ever been camping before? Wait a minute, I already asked you that. This story is getting kind of weird. It's like it's over, but it's still not over yet. That's weird. Why is it like it's not over yet? Oh, because I'm still talking. So, do I just stop talking and the story will be over? No, that doesn't sound right. What do I usually do when the story's over? Oh yeah, I usually say, the end. And then the music starts. But I already said the end. But then I keep on talking. Okay, before this gets any more weirder, I'm just going to say something to finish the story and then say the end, all right? And then, Koozie George tricked the silly narrator into telling him a story so Koozie could fall asleep because Koozie was a sneaky little guy. The end. Wow, that was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please take a moment to write us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. And be sure to let your friends know about us and follow us on Instagram at Koozie George. In fact, you can send us a drawing of your favorite character or scene and we'll share it in our feed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another adventure. Goodbye! <laughs>